Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud out. What do you got? All right, guys. I want to congratulate someone. Missy Elliott, our girl. Oh! You got to turn your microphone Love Missy Elliott. Okay, first of all, the glasses. These are my new indoor glasses. Yeah. Okay. Because these lights are so bright. Turn them off. I would love to turn them off. No, no I'm going to turn them off. No. <laughs> no, if Why? now you're walking, you're taking an Uber to LAX. Why? Because I want the lights on. You see that? Yeah. So he then keep the, the lights? lights on and I'll still get the ride from you. Yeah. I don't want to pay for an okay. Uber. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways. I know. That's why. Because you're cheap. That is Amongst true. other things. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead, Lauda. Anyways, Missy Elliott is the first female rapper to be nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame wow. this year. There's other, awesome. obviously, other nominees, but I wanted to give her a shout out. We love her here. Yeah. Cappy's a big fan, though he can't, you know, really rap anything of hers or do the correct impressions. But what do you mean? I mean the. Do it again. Bing, pick a ticket, ding, pick a ticket, ding, ding, ticket, ticket, doom, pick a ticket, 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 Am I? Yeah. yeah. Very. Yeah. Very. Mm. But we wanted to give a shout out because, you know, we love her. Shout out. All right. So the other nominees real quick. Kate Bush. Speaking of Bush. Hey now. <laughs> yeah. Hey now. Yeah. Uh, Cheryl Crow, Missy Elliott, Iron Maiden. Willie Nelson, right? Joy Division and New Order. Uh, New Order is pretty cool. Uh, Cindy Lauper, George Michael. Shout really? out. May he rest in peace. Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson is not in the Rock and Roll That's Hall what I said. Yeah. Rage Against the Machine, Soundgarden, The Spinners, Tribe Called Quest. Don't That's just awesome. go flying by Soundgarden. Yes. I mean, come on, man. Sound- Chris Cornell, Black rest in peace. Won't you come? Yeah. To walk Chris- away. Chris Cornell. I mean, what a vocalist. Yeah. Uh, the White Stripes and Warren Zevin. All right. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morocco. What did you say? Theater. Warren who? Zevin, I believe. Zevon. All right, whatever. You don't know Werewolf in London? Nope. Ah, werewolf in London. Ah, Did the werewolf hide behind the bush? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Big bush. Yeah. Big old giant bush. Because right. this is back in the 70s. Yeah, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Mm. All right, real mm. quick. Mm. So we're going to have your nemesis McMiniman on in 10 minutes. Yeah. Or so. And um, But before McMiniman. that... Yes. What was that? I'm sorry. McMiniman. Yes. So before that. Yep. Talk to me. I made some calls today when this whole Kyrie thing happened because I was in the car when this happened. So where, I, you, where were you going? Driving here to the TV building. Oh, you're going to do around the horn. Correct. Uh huh. So when I get there, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, everyone's like, you know, running around like Muppets. Ah! You know, Kyrie. Right. We have to stop everything we're doing and just cover Kyrie. Well, Get Woj on the phone. Well, especially because there's a new, an NBA show about to come on in, in any second. So right. that was that part of the equation, gotcha, too. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so, but I understand it. And it's actually fun when something like that breaks yeah. and drops and people want to talk. So there was a lot of... I made. A, I immediately made a phone call. To who? I can't tell you who. Oh, I thought you were going to tell us who. I thought that was the story. I made a call uh-huh. and I was like, yo, how real is this? And they're like, 
I mean, I I don't know how real it is, but it seems fairly real to the point where I I could see where he would want out. Like, whether that actually happens is a different story, is what I was told, right? Can you give us a little context, even though you won't tell us who you're talking to? Like, uh, how close to this situation are we talking here? Hmm. A few steps removed. A couple steps, huh? Yeah, but understands the person at hand that uh-huh. we're discussing, uh-huh. okay? And um, so that was kind of, I, I mean, no one is all that close to Kyrie, to be honest with you. So, like, the, you're going to get once or once or twice removed regardless, for okay. the most part. All right. Um, you talking to Coach K? No. All right. I thought maybe you are calling Coach no, K. That, no. All right. No, I don't know Coach guessing, K. Start guessing. Start yeah, guessing I don't know Coach K. So, anyway, okay. I talked to, like, three different people. Okay, three guys. And the, how do you know they're guys? Or girls. Could be. Right. So Guys is universal now for male and female. Okay, fair enough. So I, I spoke to this one person, and they and then I asked them about the Lakers. Uh-huh. And that person did not believe that the Lakers would make an offer that would include picks right away. Now, I don't know if that's accurate or not, but this person, you know, has a pretty good pulse on stuff. But two or three steps removed. Not necessarily. Yeah, a step or two removed from the Lakers, for sure, and okay. a step or two removed from Kyrie. But this person talks to a lot of people. Okay. Or a person who talks to people. Right. Mm-hmm. So this person told me that they could see the Lakers, of course, having interest because why wouldn't they have interest? Especially LeBron would certainly have interest because we've already discussed that at nauseum here all day on the station. But the question is what they would be willing to give up because of the fear of the stuff you've discussed. Reliability issues, et cetera, et cetera. If it doesn't if they can't if they don't offer him an extension right away, is he gonna keep playing? These are all questions that were openly being discussed amongst like Everybody in the NBA circles today. all seem legit, by the way, right. because if you just you don't have to know every single step right. of Kyrie's career. Right. But if you just go back the last couple of years from I'm not taking the vaccination, so I'm going to miss half the games to uh, all of the anti-Semitic posting, et cetera, et cetera. Everything is always a drama. Right. So I, I understand. And that I won't disagree with. OK, but. Um, so then I asked, like, you know, what do you what do you think? And my fear is the Lakers slow play this, and there's only six days, so it's pretty hard to slow play if they if there is real interest, and I think there is. Mm-hmm. Okay, I do believe the Lakers have interest because I know LeBron does. I mean, I can tell you without having gotten it from the horse's mouth. I mean, it's fairly obvious. You don't need to be a rocket scientist to figure out LeBron wants Kyrie. Is that fair? It is, and therefore. If LeBron wants Kyrie... Then the Lakers are going to have to show some in, some level of interest. Right, because LeBron is yet again, he's the guy who makes things happen. And he, he's gonna he's already been pining for help the entire season. Right, but, right? Even, but even though he says, okay, but that's not, not my deal. I know, but let's not harp on this part of the equation, So because I got Point stuff is, to get to. Okay? We're giving him credit. Okay, so I think that's my fear, is that the Lakers slow play this mm-hmm. and try to do like... We'll give you Russ and something else, but we're not giving away one of the picks or either of the picks or whatever. And I feel like what ends up happening is another team that's a little more desperate throws in a pick because they have more picks to throw in, and they'll at least throw a pick, and then the Nets actually think about it and we're like, you know what, fine, we'll send you to, and I don't know if this is going to happen, but send you to the other team, whatever that other team is, Phoenix or Dallas or the Clippers or Miami or whatever, right? The team that's not the Lakers, because that's the worst case scenario for the Lakers is that he actually gets dealt from Brooklyn, and it's not to the Lakers. Because then you have a huge problem well, on your hands. Well, moreover, to a team in the West, I could see Mark Cuban thinking to himself, I can handle this. Mm-hmm. Mark Cuban. Yes. Mark Cuban is a guy. And Ballmer. And Ty Lue. I will tell you this. I talked to somebody that 
This is a different person? D- different person. Okay, different Fam- person. Familiar with with the league. Oh. Okay. Uh-huh. Sounds impressive. And let's just say has a lot of relationships. Okay. Okay. All right. And I asked them, you think the Clippers? Like, you think Ty would, would do that? I thought they had a little bit of falling out at the end in Cleveland. And the response was this. Ty doesn't care about that stuff. He just wants to win. So just give him the talent. He'll win. And hmm. so I, I do think the Clippers will at least kick the tires on it. And to your point, I think Dallas is clearly in. We've already seen reports on that. I think Phoenix is heavily in. We've seen reports on that. And I still think Pat Riley and them will mull it over, although I don't think they will actually do it. Hey, Laker fans, um, we should all be rooting for the Clippers to get Kyrie. Because once Kyrie comes and infects that locker room with Kyrie-itis, let me tell you something. Watch what happens to the Clippers. Oh, they're going to be so great. Oh, they're going to win the West. Once Kyrie infects that locker room, watch what happens. Or if they win a championship, then that's the worst case scenario. There's that part of the equation, too. Uh, I'll take my chances. Yeah, I wouldn't. So, anyway... Then I talked to, let's just say, some former players around the league. All right. Okay. And they all were like, yo, the Lakers need to get on this like yesterday. All the, every, every single former player that I spoke to, because I spoke to a couple of them in person in the building. Okay. Who was there? People that you'd see on TV. Like Jalen Rose? You can, you, whoever you would see on TV. I like TV his hair. You building. know, I like his hair. People you see on TV, they're all like, yo, the Lakers should get on this. I know, but I want to talk to Jalen. Okay. Maybe next time he's there, I'll text you. Yeah. I want to get the hair thing. Yeah. And then. Uh, th- they all seemed like that was the case. And speaking of players who were there, Tristan Thompson was in the building today. He's doing stuff on NBA Today and was on SportsCenter with Kevin Nagandi. And Kevin Nagandi was asking about this Kyrie stuff potentially to the Lakers. And here's what Tristan said about an interaction that he had with Kyrie via text. You texted Kyrie about a Cavs reunion. Did he text back? He, uh, he put a heart emoji, so I know he read it. And, uh, you know, like I said to Kyrie, and we all said it before, you know, obviously, uh, you know, whatever happened in Cleveland happened. But uh, like I said, the band broke up a year, a couple years too early. Let's get it back together. Let, let, this, is, this, is, this is what we need. One thing about LeBron, he brings the best out of Kyrie, and Kyrie brings the best out of LeBron. You know, when they're working out with uh, Phil Handy, uh, they go at each other, they play one-on-one, they go through drills together. And, and, that's, and that's what LeBron needs, and that's what Kyrie needs right now. So he got a little heart emoji from Tristan, Tristan Thompson, got one from Kyrie. About a Cleveland reunion. Uh, get the band back together. So the Cleveland reunion means you and LeBron. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Heart. Yeah. Life. Right. Now let's find out from a guy who covered them both in Cleveland and covers LeBron here in L.A., your nemesis. Hmm. <laughs> McMiniman. He's going to join us next. Oh, Cappy, there's your girl, Missy. Bing, picky, picky, pound. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Oh, no. Go, Cappy. Come on, Laura. She's got me self-conscious now. Holla. Don't blame me for you not being able to perform, bro. That's not my problem. Performance anxiety, Laura, is accusing you of. Really? Yeah. Well. All right. Let's switch gears here because obviously everybody today wants to talk about Kyrie Irving. And we're going to talk to a guy, Cappy, not only that covers the Lakers for us phenomenally each and every day, but also happened to have covered Kyrie Irving, too. Aren't we lucky? Yeah. Dave McMiniman joins us now here on the show. All right, Dave. McMiniman. Uh, yeah, McMiniman. I feel like you guys uh, like you you guys should you should be like a comedy team, you and him, because he like he you're like he's like Jerry and you're like Costanza when he comes on. 
How do you feel about that, as long Dave? As I'm not Newman. I still need. I still need to uh, take you up on the offer to come visit you at halftime. It got a little busy that that day. Yeah, we agreed to it yeah. on live radio. Yeah. So I don't want to uh, go back on my word. So we're gonna have to make that a rain check. Yeah. Was but, that the uh, Shannon? Yeah, as long as was we're not the, Jerry and Newman, we can work with it. Was that the Shannon Sharp day? No, I don't think I so. Think it actually, was. No, was I think it was though. that same okay. night. You think so? I yeah. think it was. Yeah. I had to stick around the halftime <laughs> to wait him out. Yeah. Well, you, he spoke to you, which was great. And then, you know, he gave you the, so, let me yeah. let me tell you something, Dave. Yeah, I don't, they don't <laughs> want none of that smoke, Dave. <laughs> Kick their ass, Dave. <laughs> Report it like that, Dave. <laughs> Freaking Shannon Sharp's a beauty. So great. That was so God, great. God, I want that sweater. Oh, yeah, he does want the sweater. But anyway, let's talk about Kyrie. Um, all right, no surprise that this has happened because obviously he it was reported not too long ago that he wanted a four-year, $200-plus-million-dollar deal, uh, which clearly Brooklyn is not willing to get him. So the question now is, how soon do the Lakers get him, Dave? Oh, stop. You know, I, I think we all have to take a beat here yeah. and evaluate why would Kyrie Irving at this juncture demand a trade when he chose to go to the Brooklyn Nets, he chose to play with uh, Kevin Durant for a chance to do something special and win big together. And now they're winning. And many that I've spoken to are telling me, hey, this is just posturing. It's just trying to develop some leverage. Uh, and, and also, even if it's not that, what happened the last time a superstar on the Brooklyn Nets demanded to trade? The Brooklyn Nets just waited him out, and Kevin Durant has played for the Nets this season. So I, I think it, it's time to certainly uh, evaluate what a potential could be, uh, you know, if the Lakers were to be involved, but uh, not to uh, go full throttle with it because you just have to look at the motivating factors. And, and clearly the motivating factor is Kyrie looking to get as much money and security as he possibly can. Uh, guess what? It's not like there's other teams like the Lakers, even if they did want to trade for him, that would say, oh, we'll trade for you, and, and here's that max extension you're right. seeking. Right. It wouldn't go that way. So then, Dave, why would the Lakers want to make this move? I mean, in other words, and when I say this move, I don't even know what we're really talking about in terms of what the Lakers would be giving up. Right. But let's just presume for a moment it was Russ and these two first picks, right? Or, or at least some Russ and some combination of, of assets in regarding to picks. Okay. So You why... want to make it because you won three every last four games that Anthony Davis has played in since uh, he came back. Uh, there's potential with this roster, the Western Conference. There's no world beaters out there that you're quaking in your boots about playing. No, but what, and... I, what I meant was this, though. What I meant was after just the end of this season – and then Kyrie's a free agent. We've all had this conversation about how much money would be available and could they really sign him for a longer-term deal. Can you explain that? Yes, could they or couldn't they? So, yeah, if they didn't trade for him now and they just let the contracts come off the books that they intend to have come off the books and they re-sign Rui Hajimura, which they've expressed interest in doing publicly and privately, uh, you're talking about you could maybe get up to, uh, you know, in the high 20s a year uh, to, 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 to offer in cap space to Kyrie Irving. One, Kyrie's looking for more than that. 
two, if you traded for him now, you'd get his bird rights, and you'd be able to then also go and re-sign other guys like Rui, like Austin Reeves, that you wouldn't be able to do so otherwise if you were saving all your cap space just to sign Kyrie as a free agent in the summer. Right. You can go over the cap for the guys because you have his bird rights at that particular point. Dave McMiniman with us here. So um, LeBron tweeted eye emojis and crown. This this is why I ask you why this is going to get done. Because let me guess. Uh, if I had to guess, okay, and, and you know, look, I, I know none of us are mind readers, but it seems fairly obvious we know what number six wants in this scenario to happen. LeBron James wants the best ability to win while he's still playing in the NBA. And so whether that would be a career being trade, if this is actually a real trade request, because here's the thing, it's a game of chicken because – what is the consequence on the other end? Sure, Kyrie could walk in the offseason, right? But would he just shut it down? Because if he just shut it down, Ooh. that's only going to suppress yeah. his value on the free agency market. Uh-huh. It only add to the storylines of, well, he's very unreliable. Look at everything right. he's done since right. he requested a trade out of Cleveland. And so I, the Mets very well could take a deep breath and say, no, we meet your bluff. Yes. If you continue to play well and we have a good postseason run, there will be more money waiting for you uh, in the offseason. But right now, we're not going to do it. And hey, like, I'm not, these are not apples to apples players. But last time I saw a team do this, a a point guard who wanted to go for a major extension in the middle of the season, uh, the Lakers said, you know, Dennis, we'll talk in the summer. Yeah. (laughs) And and we saw what happened there. And and it'll be a very smart decision by the Lakers. And so I just don't see a scenario where the Nets would be so compelled to comply with this trade demand. Now what it could uh, cause is some trade offers that they otherwise wouldn't have seen come across their plate. And if there's something that blows them away, okay, maybe the deal gets done. But ultimately you have to figure that, since Kevin Durant is still in the Nets uniform and, and that trade request never happened, he'll have a very loud voice in where this thing goes. And if Kevin does say, okay, I'm fine with it, trade him. Okay, maybe he gets traded. But now we take another step and layer to this thing is if you still have Kevin Durant, you're in win-now mode. And the Lakers don't have win-now assets they can offer to the Nets. So even if the Lakers do intend to make a deal happen here, they got to get a third or a fourth team involved so that they can turn their future draft picks into win-now players that the Nets can add to Kevin Durant. Wow, that was mesmerizing, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, listen, he's he's right. It is. I it, mean, seriously. It's a fascinating <laughs> game of chicken. But here's what I would say, Dave. If I'm the Nets, at some point you may just want to cut your losses because he's. it seems fairly obvious he's going to probably walk. And, you're, and if I had to guess, if you're not willing to give him the four-year $200 million extension, you're probably not going to w- be willing to sign him in the offseason either. But, but hold on. But then why, if you're the Nets and you make the decision – you know what, let's cut bait. We got to get rid of him, right? Why would you ever give him what he wants? Hey, let's because send you've him done to the Lakers. The, you've done it the entire time he's been there. You've send given him, him to Orlando. Send him to San Antonio. Send him to some place that's really – send him to Charlotte. Right, but here's, like, punish here, 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 him. Here's what happens. There's a history of this in this league, and I remember because I specifically covered this event. Um, 
Alonzo Mourning many years ago was with the Brook, or the sorry, the New Jersey Nets at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, had his kidney issues, never really played a ton there. Yeah. They eventually traded him to Toronto. He wanted to join Shaq and Wade in Miami, yeah. and he just sat out. He didn't play, and then eventually he was he was he was waived and let go or whatever, moved to Miami. So Kyrie could do that. He and now to Dave's point earlier though, like I don't know how that helps him, but I, I think that it's going to be really difficult in today's day and age in any sport. I think, let alone the NBA. Dave, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, to trade a star player somewhere he doesn't want to be. Yeah, plus, like, there's the cut your nose despite your face factor. <laughs> like, you may want to get your frustration out on this yeah. player, but you're only going to hurt your reputation and right. become known as a spiteful front office. And that's the same front office that got to sit down with agents and prospective free agents in the future and be like, oh, it's a great place to play. And those agents and, and star players will say, is it really a great place to play? You thought you did to Kyrie. You sent him out to Siberia to rot. So, like, <laughs> I don't think that is a smart play in the long term. I would be like uh, this. If I were about- Joseph Sy, I'd be like, did you see what he did to us? Yeah. Yeah, I know. But that's not how the, – people have short memories in, in sports, man. Player empowerment era. And you just got to decide what can give you the best chance to win if you are in win-now mode. And I would say if you have Kevin Durant, you should be in win-now mode. Yeah. And I, I would say if you have LeBron James, you should be in win-now mode. That's why the Lakers should certainly kick the tires here, and I think they certainly will based on the people I spoke to today. But the first part of the betting process is to figure out whether this is just a ploy or not. He, he, and I don't think – Anyone outside of Kyrie Irving and Kyrie Irving's agent know for sure uh, if this is posturing or a legitimate trade request at this moment. Dave McMiniman with us here. Here's my worry, though, Dave, that because there's only six days. <laughs> so the Lakers kind of slow play this and like, all right, we'll give you Russ and whatever and we'll take Joe Harris back. Or, you know, And they just don't want to include the picks, the first-round picks, or at least one of them. And then some other team like Dallas or Phoenix or any of these other teams that are also dying to get somebody in there uh, come in and, and come in over the top, right? And then I think you're going you're gonna to create an even bigger problem uh, in your locker room um, considering the way the best player on the team has talked openly and pined openly for help. Well, I think the biggest thing to consider here, and it's not necessarily Kyrie, but it, it, the six-day period is very consequential because they have – Russell's contract and Pat Beverly's contract and Lonnie Walker's contract all expiring that amount to be somewhere around, you know, $65 million. If they just all come off the books this summer, the only cap space generated is $35 million. Yeah. So right now you have the opportunity to trade guys to bring in more guys so that you can remain competitive with those type of players while you still have LeBron and AD playing at a high level. If you don't do that, you're probably already letting everyone know around the league, signaling that your best course of action this summer is to make a, another trade uh, and, and get off of someone like Anthony Davis. And so, I mean, really, this will tell us over these next six days really what the next six months will look like for the Lakers. You guys want my prediction? Here it goes. Go ahead. You ready for this, Dave? I don't know if we really you, want You ready for this? Mick Miniman. You ready for this? Tell me about the Lakers punishing someone. I can't wait. You ready? Nothing happens. No moves of any kind. None for the Lakers and none for Kyrie. None for the, none for the Lakers. Yeah. Lakers don't do a thing. Uh, I, I, well, what? I disagree with that. 
I mean, right, well, if you're going to make the trade for Rui Hachimura, that's the signal that you are looking to yeah. continue to make trades because you're already eating into your cap space for the summertime. Right. That's the appetizer, Rui. Yeah. It's right. just a little bit, huh? Yeah. I don't know. It's a little nibble. It just seems very complicated. I'm going with no moves. Okay. okay. You either wait You either wait <laughs> and just use the cap space for free agency or you make moves now. So yeah. they already started making the moves. So yeah. they are already in on the making moves thing. Dave McMiniman, we if they make moves, you'll be our first call, man. Enjoy New Orleans, and we'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks again. All right, fellas. See Later. you. There he is, Dave McMiniman with us here. All right, we'll uh, kind of recap, kind of you and I hash out some of that conversation. We'll flush it out. Maybe maybe we'll even take calls. I would love to take calls. I mean, maybe not in no, the next come on. segment. Give people a chance to get on the air. Maybe not in the next segment. Come on. But maybe eventually. All right. Let these people get on the air. Radio Tinder is next. All right, Lindsay's not here, and Chris clearly didn't cut any imaging, so mm-hmm. Tyler, you take it. Okay, I'll take it. All right, so there's a BuzzFeed article that's listing a bunch of movie greats, and then people are remaking them, and it says that they shouldn't be remade. And one of the examples that I'm going to provide you is an upcoming movie that was just announced that's releasing next November, so November 2024, Gladiator sequel. We swiping left. Wait, wait, wait. Like a like a completely different gladiator? No, like they're bringing their their remake. They are no, a sequel to the original. A sequel to the original. But he dies. Slash, remake. Spoiler. Re, no, no remake. There's no need to remake Gladiator. It was not that long ago. That's wait, what I'm saying. Swipe left. It's a remake. Slash sequel. Slash sequel. No, that doesn't make sense. How could mm-hmm. that be? It, I don't think it could be both at the same time. Now, is it a prequel? Are we going to find out what happened to we, Maximus before this? We don't, we don't have a this? whole lot of information. What we do know is that it's going to be directly directed by Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott, who directed the original. And they're also bringing back the original movie's costume designer and production designer. How about Russell Crowe? He, he died. I don't think they can bring right, back but, a dead guy. But George, no, no, no. But they, what they do is they bring back the ghost of oh, Maximus. No. Okay, supernatural. And then, and then okay. what he does is he sort of like narrates it. the whole thing. I like where we're going with this. You know what I mean? It's like from, yeah. from heaven. Maximus no. from heaven. I'll make the call. No. You know? So, what do we think? Gladiator 2, we liking it or not? Negative, Batman. Yeah, it's a no for me, too. I'm in. You're in. It is apparently a sequel. A sequel? Allegedly a sequel. It's coming out next November. Yeah, it's allegedly a sequel, so it will be after Maximus is dead. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, wait. Uh, Maximus' kid is dead, too, huh? Uh, Let's see. Who who made it? Uh, Because he kind of left, right? Like, he died. Um, There was the little kid who was, like, his ex-girlfriend's son. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix, I don't think, made it out either. No, not Joaquin Phoenix, but I'm talking about his his nephew. Joaquin Phoenix's nephew made it out. Oh, Mm. okay. All right. I see where you're going with this. Could be good. So. I mean, I love Gladiator, so. Still a left swipe for you? Yes. Okay. Mm. All right. Laura, what you got? I reserve my right to change opinion down the road, but (laughs) at the moment, yes. We'll make note of that. When we see the trailer. Yeah. All right, guys, my turn. So I was telling uh, Tyler here that, like Lindsay, I love the Am I the A-Hole Reddit form, right? So I read a story about a woman that she said that while her husband was building his career and he has a very successful career in what he does, she stayed home, took care of the house, and took Mm -hmm. care of the kids. Mm -hmm. Now that the kids are older, she decided to go back to school and uh, went to school nights and got her law degree. Mm. She is now building her own office. I mean- they share an office space and she's like, that's where I'm going to be doing my work and I want to display my law degree alone. 
But her husband, like I said, successful, has a 10-year-old newspaper clipping where he was quoted, and he's very proud of that. Mm -hmm. So he wants to display it next to her law degree. Mm -hmm. And she told him no. She said, no, this is my space. I worked really hard. I took care of the kids. I took care of the home. I still went to school and did all this and got my law degree. I kind of want this for myself, and I don't want anything next to my law degree. Mm -hmm. And she was saying, am I the a-hole for saying no to my husband on putting his newspaper clipping next to my law degree. Mm -hmm. So would you guys swipe right or left and say that she is the a-hole? I'm going to swipe left. I'm going to say she's not. Because here's the thing. If you're trying to make your wife happy, you do little things like this. Mm -hmm. You want the wall? You want the law degree? You're really proud of it? You should be really proud of it. Way to go, babe. You take that wall. Me? I got this 10-year-old newspaper clipping. I'll find someplace else for it because I want to see it because it makes Mm -hmm. me really proud 10 years later that I was in the newspaper. Right. This guy should get over that. He's the a-hole. I would agree with Cappy. 100%. I like that all three of you guys agreed because when uh, Bergman was here and he produced, I was going to do the story we didn't have time for and he was like, she's the a-hole for not letting him display the newspaper clipping. It's not that he can't display it. It's just that, hey, bro, move it. It's been there for 10 years. Okay, it looks like the Constitution of the United States of America by now. It's all brown and Coffee gross. Stained. Yeah, it's like looks like it's burned in the corners. Yeah, come she, on, bro. She just felt like, hey, this is something I want for me, and I've give, worked. Give the I've, woman I've her helped. Wall. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, I get both sides, right? I'm not the girl, and I'm not like saying that he shouldn't display it. I'm just saying, like, she took care of the kids, the house. She still got her law degree, oh, and, and she supported kids, you. You know what I mean, like. So you could build your career and stuff so you can give her the wall. I'll tell you this right now. Bet you they have a better marriage going forward. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Because guys, you want to stay married? You want you, do you? Wait, you're saying they they have a better marriage going forward. They will. If No, because she now has her law degree and oh, she now has saying. a job okay. and she has something she's passionate about. Yes, sir. See what she was before that, she was his wife and the mother to their children. And she was like, I need something more in my life. So she went back to law school and she's got her degree and a job. And that's like I always tell all my daughters I'm like don't rely on a man get Work. your degree get to school yes. get a job get your own money yes. so that if ever there comes a day where you decide you gotta leave you're not dependent on that person mm-hmm and then what happens is one person thinks they're in control because I do the work I make the money well I stay home and I watch the kids and then pff, forget it next thing you know you're in my shoes can you feel I me? was just gonna say that literally sounds like your story yeah <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah. Yikes. Well, true. I'm uh, glad you guys uh, signed my way. Tyler, Tyler. Um, the uh, vice president of the handsome man uh, community here on Twitter, yes, or Sedona Cap Circle and Trust, wants your Twitter handle. Okay. It's uh, Tyler the Wit. What do you mean by the Wit? It's my last because name. Because your last name Whitman. is Whitman. Whitman. So right. the w- w- Tyler Whitman was taken. W H I T. W H I T. Correct. Yes. yes, sir. Tyler the Wit. At yeah. Tyler the Wit. Right. Um, he doesn't like the way you're doing Radio Tinder, just so you know. It's, what doesn't he like about it's gonna it? Be some, he doesn't say specifically. He just says it's not the way it's supposed to be done. But mm-hmm. anyway. Okay. Let's, well, here, let's try again. I got yeah. one more. Yeah. All right. So tickets for a potential LeBron James all-time scoring record breaking game mm-hmm. are going for about 92 Gs. Come on. Wow. Break. Well, I think that's that's floor seats, though, right? I mean, sure. We'll, yeah. we'll entertain the extreme. Yeah. 92 Gs. <laughs> To the extreme, I rock a mic like a vandal, light up a stage and like to chump like a candle. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Very nice. Thank you. Vanilla ice forever. We paying 92 Gs for a ticket to anything? Um, I've, I've got 
hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, or, or a lot of money. And I'm a big Laker fan and a big LeBron fan. And you yeah, all these if, sponsors on your podcast. Right. Taking I, trips to New York, but, uh, business trips to New York. <laughs> we yeah, took right. answers, bro. Yeah, right. Cappy would never spend $92,000. Cappy, you spend a 92 Listen, G's on a almost ticket. anything. Listen, I, I could be Stan Kroenke rich, and I'm not spending $92,000. So this is the difference between me and Cappy. I don't care about like if it's if it's a if I'm gonna have a good time and it's gonna be a great experience. Money doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, you say that, but I can if tell I can you afford this. it, yeah, I can tell I'm you with Sedano on that. I mean, I'm not spending out of my means. Put it but, this way: yeah. you know? I, I I know a couple of people. I'm not saying a lot, not a lot, but I know a couple of people that if they really didn't care, mm-hmm. they're just like, you know what? I gotta be there. I'll pay anything. All right, ninety-two thousand dollars, and I know they can afford it. These guys would be like, never. No way. No chance. Mm. Then they're not really big fans. No, they just are more reasonable about, hey, I can watch it on TV or I can spend $92,000 for I, a if, ticket. If I, 92000 for the ticket or for the pair? I'm pretty sure it's per ticket. So okay. we're talking 200 Gs for a pair. Okay. Wow. Right. But if, if I were like so rich mm-hmm. that it uh, money was not an object to mm-hmm. me, that 92000 is like, you know, five hundred bucks or a thousand bucks to a normal person, then it, it is what it is. It's all relative. Well, I wouldn't spend a thousand. Like I couldn't either. spend ninety two thousand on a pair on a seat at a Laker game. Me neither. But if I but if I were like rich, like really rich, then maybe yeah. Why not? If we won the lotto. Not me. It's yeah. It's still a no for me. It's you still know? a no for me. I mean, listen. If I were worth a billion dollars, you still wouldn't do it. Still huh? would not buy a yeah. ninety two thousand dollar ticket. I'm okay. with you, Cappy. Yeah. Laura, you got one more. I do. So I have one. Um, as you guys know, when we work in radio and just in, in offices, pe- people bring donuts, right? Tyler, you Tyler brought donuts. Donuts Krispy Kreme today. Right. And you guys pounded them, huh? Oh, they were gone. So uh, I did have one. And they were gone. Fast. I did have Chewy. one. But Sedano brought really? donuts the last time he was here. I and did? if you guys remember. Why are you surprised? That you had two. Oh, I mean, I guess. I don't know. I, I mean, was last time you brought donuts, you, you pushed them on me. I had one. Knowing that I, I, I have very low self-control. Right. And you didn't eat it. No, I'm not a donut guy. Right. Anyway. You're not? Not really. Oh, okay, anyway. so, ahead, Laura, so now I found you definitely didn't steal the donut. So last time Sedona brought donuts, everybody says that the donuts that he brings are always the best ones, right? Mom and pop. Pink yep. box. Yep, always. Those Very are the good. best. So a few people left their donuts because they were running around doing their thing in the back, in the back, you know, the bullpen. And by the time they came back, they were gone. Hmm. So this particular somebody that I won't name wanted to confront another person and say, hey, you stole my donut because mm-hmm. I saw it, you know, in your hand and it wasn't community. I wanted to know if you guys would see somebody steal the thing that you got, would you guys tell them something? So, Cappy, because you're looking right at me. If I'm somebody go asked me, like, hey, did you see so-and-so steal the donut? No, no, like you, because, okay, so this person put the donut, you know, in, in, in the- Aside. Aside, right? Yeah. yeah. And by the, when they went back, it no, was gone. No, if, if it's not in the box, if it's if it's taken out and put somewhere separately, that's someone's donut. Right. That's a, that's a dibsies right there. Right. So, Where was it? On somebody's desk? No, no, no. It was in the in the bullpen, bullpen in the back. Right. But, but it, it was, was out of the box. It was right. out of the box. So, I mean, somebody actually put their hands on it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. They, they left it there. Mm-hmm. They walked out because they got to do something right. out of the bullpen. Yeah. They came back. Donuts gone. Now, and they did see somebody holding said so donut? They, so they knew somebody took it, mm-hmm. but they didn't say nothing. They knew because the donut was gone and, both, and never both, to be both, seen? Both, 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 both. So right. they saw somebody so took the donut they and didn't held see, the donut. They, they saw somebody with it. Not take it, but obviously they took it because they're holding it. Somebody was holding the donut. So my question to you is because this person wanted to be like, hey, you know, just an FYI. That was my donut. That was my donut. Mm-hmm. 
but would you guys say something or not? Like, when you're like, whatever, I was free anyways, I'm just going to let it go. Or uh, would you actually I would, say something? I would let it go but I, after a while, but I'd be like, bro, that's pretty bleeped up that you took my donut that I put my hands on. I hope you know I had a cold. I would say something <laughs> like that. Yeah, I straight up handled that donut. Yeah. So who was it? I'm not going to say names. Why not? Because I'm not. This but is not bad. No, I'm just not. Like, you it's know. Not, why I, do you want to be such a gossip, bro? Yeah, because I mean, look, I already is. got this called. This is the problem with this place, is that everybody's a gossip. Really? Everybody. I was hoping From I could resolve problems. From the lowest problems. level employee to the highest level employee, everybody here's a gossip. Really? Yes. A lot of gossiping going on. Yes. I mean, I, all yentas. I wanted, nice word. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to know, because we were talking about it the other day, and I was like, oh, did you ever bring it up? They're like, no. I'm like, oh, okay. But I won't say names this time, because I also had another person up in here be like, oh, all I didn't know. Th- I didn't know that that's how you felt about me, and I'm like, oh, these damn. promos, you know, get damn. me in trouble all the time. So, yeah. so let oh, me tell Sliwa. you. <laughs> yeah. I didn't say anything. Sliwa took the donut. Well, they no. brought me on during Ask Sedano to ask me about that. First of all, oh. Sliwa did not take the donut. Okay, no, but he's yeah. talking about the promo Laura said about uh, talking in, in, his, in ear. his ear. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I'm like, you know what? I'm just not going to name names anymore. Yeah. I'm right. just going to ask. Well, let me just tell you really quickly what happened to me. I was at Yamava this past weekend. Yeah. And um, here's what happened. Yeah. So me and Joseph and DeAndre and the whole crew from promotions were all sitting there and the chef brings out these milkshakes. So one was like uh, strawberry and one was cookies and cream, etc. cetera. So um, I had grabbed the strawberry one. I start drinking it, right? Well, I put it down and Joseph from promotions, I'll name his name. He had his not too far away. And what did my man do? He grabbed mine and he took a sip By out accident. of my straw. Right. Yeah, but he thought it was the same thing. Right. Though. But I said to him, I go, yo, bro, that's my shake. You know? So he's like, no, that's my shake. So I'm like, no, man, that's my shake. So then I, he gave it back to me because he realized when he tasted it, it was his. It wasn't his. It was mine. And then I had to get a new straw. What do you think about this? Well, you wouldn't drink it after he drank it? Yeah, I mean, anybody would have drank it. It didn't have to be Joseph. It was so good, though, I had to keep drinking it. I would have just gross. got another one. Is it? Is it gross? Yeah, just get another one, bro. Oh. Or maybe a new straw, at least. I did. I got the yeah, new straw. Yeah, I got the new straw, but just get a new one. Yeah, it's yeah, still okay, got right. his, it's still got like, Joseph, his babas all over, girl. Saliva, Joseph yeah. drank after me from my straw, and then I took the straw out and put my new straw in. Yeah, but if he's sucking it, it's his own, like, I send saliva's it, in there. Yeah. I send it. Anyway, anyway tell speaking of Yamava, Yamava, tell him. Yeah. The food at Yamava is just out of control. Including I, the milkshakes. The milkshakes, I swear to God, unfreaking believable Oh, yeah. This reminds me of Ariel Hawani, right? Yeah, that was his favorite song. Yeah, we got to bring Ariel back on when John Jones fights again in March. We just bring him on anytime. Well, we could. We could do that, but we should bring him on in like the end, towards the end of February, and we could kind of start talking about the John John Jones fight. I think it's March 5th. Um, That's the next UFC I'll buy. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know who John Jones Jones Jones? is fighting? Um, Hold on. He is fighting. French guy. Um, Javier. No, not Javier. Francois. Um, Cyril Gan. Oh, Cyril Gan. Yeah. Yeah, him. Yeah. Who fought... Uh, <laughs> he's so stupid. What? Do you even know who that is? <laughs> who, Cyril Gan? <laughs> yeah, Cyril Gan, that's the guy. It's like Captain Crunch. You know, it's like the Cyril. No. Gan. <laughs> hey. Do you, know, do you know who he is? Oh, there it is. He's the last... He, he fought... I mean, he lost the heavyweight championship to Francis Ngannou, who then left it vacant, hence why John Jones and him are fighting for the title again. Yeah, I don't know his work. I'll check him out, though. Yeah, it was. Uh, I thought his fight with Francis Ngannou was good. But uh, he did lose. Francis was better than him that day, so we'll see. But um, 
Yeah, so we we should bring Ariel on because I actually read a survey the other day. I got you know I get emailed all this silly stuff, and we'll get back to the Kyrie stuff because uh, I'm curious to see where the Clippers stand on this. So Om Young Masuk is going to join us at six fifteen. But I Woj actually got to some news here recently that I just saw on the TV that popped up a few minutes ago. Tell me, uh, we'll get to that in the next segment at the six o'clock segment. All okay, right. so we got well, Woj news at six. Uh, we will have uh, Ohm at six fifteen. But let me finish telling you about. Um, the uh, the UFC. So John Jones, I'm in on that fight, okay. 100. Right. And by the way, John Jones, we spent a lot of time talking about Kyrie earlier, and right, like Greg uh, was talking earlier today during the Mason and Ireland show, and we did it during crosstalk about how like he's not in, he doesn't want Kyrie there, you know, he can't compartmentalize stuff. A lot of people can't compartmentalize John Jones either, but I would say the majority of the people do and watch him fight, despite some of the um, brushes he's sat, he's had with uh, legal issues. So, you know, let me say something to you, George. And by the way, more than just legal issues, breaking rules of the sport, too. So, look, I, I'll tell you right now. When when Kyrie Irving earlier this year was dealing with all of the, you know, anti-Semitic stuff, you know, mm-hmm. you would think that a guy like me, I, that would offend me, you know, just for one reason, because I'm Jewish, right? So anti-Semitism should be offensive to people who are Jewish. And here's me going, you know what? It's so dumb, like, he's such an attention hound. It's so stupid that he did this because all it does is bring attention to him, negative attention to the league, to the other players, to his organization. But more than anything, it hurts his team. So Kyrie Irving posting something on social media and everybody running with it and saying it's this anti-Semitic film and he put it out there and therefore he must be anti-Semitic himself and that's bad because he plays in Brooklyn and there's a lot of Jewish people in Brooklyn. Like, I'm not offended by that. I am a team guy. And as someone who, who knows what the value of great teammates and by the way, the the other direction, how bad teammates can kill a team, kill a locker room. It's not the anti-Semitic stuff. It's the stupidity of putting it out, no matter what it is, because it makes everybody else have to answer for him, and it distracts you from what you're supposed to be there to do. So to me, forget about anti-Semitism. Forget about anti-vaccinations. I don't care. He's a terrible teammate. That's why I don't want Kyrie Irving on the Lakers. And Laker fans, I would urge you to root heavily that he becomes a member of the Clippers. Well, it, you know, I don't know how much interest they have. Um, we will find out from Ohm uh, shortly, the Clippers. But uh, he, if he went to the Clippers, they're winning a championship. If he comes to the Lakers, they're going to win the West. Well, that's And maybe you, can win a championship. Well, that's what you think. I, no, I'm, I'm, I feel well, fairly I have a confident. Question. Yeah. I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, how many years has he been in Brooklyn? He has been in Brooklyn this year three, I want to say. Yeah, and he's with with this other guy who's pretty good, right? Who also has been hurt. Yeah, but that other guy... No, but that guy did not play the first entire year he was there. Fair enough. Then then there was the whole situation with the vaccination, so he didn't play but 20 games. Mm -hmm. And then Kevin's again been hurt. Okay, so I'm just asking, because I'm guessing Steve Nash is sitting somewhere going, this is awesome. Steve Nash was also a bad coach. I'm not saying he was a good coach. Yeah. He he was not a qualified person to take over an NBA team because he was a good player. Literally, the front office was like, yo, you probably should do some more, you know, actual coaching. Well, how do I do that? It's my first job. Yeah. Well, you know, go do it. Okay. So all I'm saying is this. He's been in 
in Brooklyn now for three years, mm-hmm. and they've won how much? Uh, they've won one playoff series. Okay, and then prior to that, he was in Boston, and what happened there? I mean, they did go to the conference finals. Now, granted, he was not available because he was hurt, okay. but it wasn't like he did not not play because he didn't want to not because he, he didn't want to play. He no, was but, injured. But did things go well for him in Boston? I mean, is I it, mean, no, is he it, left, but they got to the conference finals. Okay, fair enough. And know? then prior to that, he was with in Cleveland, where they won a championship with LeBron. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. then so that's it. So to me. He's a guy. There's he won when LeBron was there, and he was a young kid. Yeah, he hit that great shot. Yeah. We all know. Yeah, but I just don't think that you can automatically say. Okay, if I put him, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis together, you're winning the West. But that's what everybody said when we got Russ. That is exactly yes, what everybody. But said. what I would tell you is this: there's a difference. Okay? Yeah. What is that? The difference is Kyrie Irving is way better than Russell Westbrook. Fair enough. Yeah. I'll buy that. However, you know how we thought Russ was a diva. A year ago, mm-hmm. um, multiply that by a million times. Right, but also multiply the talent by an exponential number as well. Probably and the fit. By the way, okay, three or four times in terms of basketball talent. Yeah, a million times more in the nonsense and the um, drama. Maybe, you, but the thing you're saying is is that they get him, they're going to win. What I'm saying is they get him, he brings all of his antics, and they don't win as a result. Well, um, okay. I, I don't think that actually will do anything because to my point earlier, he had the quote-unquote antics in Cleveland and you didn't hear very much about it because LeBron James was there. You're just making an assumption. No, no, I'm not making up, an assumption. That he shows up I'm now. Not, I'm not making an assumption. I'm mm-hmm. telling you that the quote-unquote antics, as you call them, yeah. um, were not, you know, they weren't just specific to Boston and, and Brooklyn. Those things were happening in Cleveland, too. I don't remember anything. You, because they anywhere, didn't get out because anywhere. of LeBron James. Okay. Well, so again, you just, again, we'll assume. No, no. I'm telling you. No, no. What what happened then is fine. Yeah. But you're assuming that LeBron is going to be able to say, hey, Kyrie, again. Kyrie, you've come to my team. We're about to help save your career. Yeah. If you just do the right thing, we're going to win. Right. And Kyrie goes, yes, LeBron, I'll do it. And then like two days later, without anybody even knowing, Kyrie does something completely ridiculous okay. and then brings an then entire his, drama to the then team. his whole career is over at that point. Well, I mean, listen, I can only tell you this. His history tells me he's a bad teammate. I agree. And I don't want him on my team. Okay. Well, I want him on the team because they can win the West. I guess you want to win more than I do. I do. I'm a better teammate in that sense. I want to win. Yeah, but you're bringing a lot of negative stuff. That's fine. Stuff. Give me the collection of talent. We'll figure it out later. Yeah. We thought that with Russ, too. Uh, but Russ was also... don't You did, you say everybody. There were a lot of people that said, that's not going to work. No, well, you picked them to win the title. I did. And then eight games after, what did I say, jerk face? No, not eight games. Eight games. It was at least ten games. Nine, no, not eight, eight games. games. No chance eight games. And what did I say? You said they're going to win the title. It was documented. No, no, no. It was on ESPN.com. Eight, eight, eight games after. What did I, I, I say? I don't know, man. Because I, I said I, I opened I, the show and said, "Cap, I've made a huge mistake." I forgot about that. I don't know. It just doesn't. I made. Recur- a I don't remember. Huge bleeping mistake. This team is going nowhere. Yeah. Well. And then what happened? They've since gone nowhere. Thank you. Right. But bring Kyrie and watch what happens. They're going to win the West. Nah. By the way, I'm convinced they can still win the West without bringing Kyrie. Yes, <sighs> me. You know how they can? How you can win? You want to win? I would love to win. All right.